Okay. In about 15 minutes, I'm going to be chatting with Jeff. I'm Jeff Dangle. I'm a professor at the University of North Carolina at Chapel Hill. And I'm also an investigator of the Howard Hughes Medical Institute. I don't think it's overstatement to say that Jeff Dangle is a giant in the field of plant-microbe interactions. His group has made major strides in the study of plant pathogenesis, focusing mainly on the model plant, Arabidopsis. Let's see what we find out about Jeff on Wikipedia. He was born in 1957. That makes him like almost 62 years old. So do you know what a podcast is? Sure. Okay. I'm not that old. He grew up in Redding, Northern California. His mother's a teacher and bookstore clerk. His father was a high school teacher and administrator. He found out in his early teens he had inherited a rare form of muscular dystrophy and so spent a lot of time in research hospitals. He got all of his degrees from Stanford. He was elected to the National Academy of Sciences in 2007. He received the 2009 award from the ISMPMI for seminal work in understanding the molecular basis of plant pathogen interactions. I'm just grateful that I get paid to investigate these completely fascinating intellectual puzzles. Being a member of NPMI and going to nearly all the NPMI meetings in the last 25 years, the growth in the field has been just incredible, bordering on fantastic, especially given the paltry amount of funding that's available to the field compared to other fields like it. When I started as a postdoc in the plant pathogenesis field, I was overwhelmed by the sheer tonnage of literature that I needed to quickly absorb to get up to speed. I found myself drawn to reviews and perspective articles written by Jeff and members of his lab. These had titles like, Type 3 Effector Proteins, Doppelgangers of Bacterial Virulence, or NBLRR Proteins, Pairs, Pieces, Perception, Partners, and Pathways. This year, his lab just published a review titled, Help Wanted, Helper NLRs and Plant Immune Responses. I'm a sucker for a catchy science title. I love that Jeff's group regularly publishes reviews and perspectives on this work. In some way, they're shaping the narrative of the field of plant pathogenesis. Jeff has the ability to step back, leverage his deep understanding of the field, and then develop models to explain basic biological phenomena. A few weeks ago, I chatted with Jeff about his thoughts on the field. Once again, I was impressed with his knowledge and perspective, but also of his humility, his thoughtfulness, and his connection with others. I'm Rakamitra, and you're listening to Microgreens, the podcast by the Molecular Plant Microbe Interactions Journal. This podcast aims to tell stories of microbes, plants, and the people who study them. Today, an excerpt from my chat with Jeff Dangle, where we discuss the dark underground of plant-microbe interactions. You might say that this conversation gets us to, maybe, the root of the issue. Stick around. Hi, Jeff. There we go. 
thank you for uh, agreeing to chat with me. Sure. We don't really know each other, so I figure I should tell you a little bit about myself. I'm a professor at Carleton College. I've seen you talk a bunch of times. The one time we ever would have met would have been when you came to visit Sharon Long's lab long ago when I was a grad student there. I knew your name was familiar. So one of the things I've been really interested in doing is developing a science podcast. And I was talking to Jean Harris, who is editor and chief of MPMI, the journal. When she was talking about different ways to engage the community, I asked her if they would be interested in starting a podcast. And so we had a few conversations over time and decided to start doing that. Good. The first project that I'm going to work on has to do with this crowdsourced campaign that's happening at the MPMI meeting in Glasgow. In Glasgow, Jean and the MPMI journal people are going to have people coming to the meeting come up with a series of questions, like the top 10 unanswered questions in the field. And I'm making a podcast to go along with them. So that's why I'm asking to talk to you. Sure. So what do you think is one major unanswered question in the field of MPMI? I think that for us, the key questions are, how do plant NLR receptors actually work? And how do plant microbiota influence the immune system? If you were to describe the second one to say someone in your family, how would you do that? Um, soil is full of microbes of all kinds, bacteria, fungi, small little animals, and those live on all parts of the plants, on the root and on the leaves and in the fruits. And they're there because the plant is full of carbon and nitrogen, and the plant's a good food source. So those microbes like to eat what the plant throws away in excess carbon. And the plant actually doesn't just throw away carbon randomly. It does so in specific shapes of small molecules that some microbes can eat and others can't. So it encourages some microbes to colonize the plant and discourages others. And that presents a conundrum because Microbial pathogens can be recognized by the plant and gotten rid of through a successful immune response. So the question emerges, how do the microbes that the plant selects to colonize it actually get around being seen as invaders? So the classic problem of the plant needs to discern friend from foe. Cool. Do you talk to your family much about this? Oh, constantly, yeah. When did you first start thinking about, well, let's talk about microbiome. When did you first start thinking about that? So in about 2006 or 2007, I had a graduate student who had been an undergrad in the lab working on type 3 effectors mm -hmm. with my wife, actually, with Sarah Grant in her group. And he wanted to do something different. And I had been reading lots of human microbiome papers. And I said, look, We've known for decades that there are plant rhizosphere growth-promoting bacteria. Nobody really understands how they do it. In the context of a root microbiome community, why don't we jump in? So his name was Derek Lundberg. His name mm -hmm. yes. still is Derek <laughs> Lundberg. And he was the first one who dove into the water, and we just went from there. We had an extremely fortunate collaboration with JGI, the DOE lab in Berkeley. Mm-hmm. First with Phil Hugenholtz and then Susanna Tring, and we learned along the way. 
We didn't really know what we were doing at all. And then I found out a year later in 2008, during a random phone call with a friend of mine in Germany named Paul Schulze-Leffert, that his lab had started the same sort of thing. Uh, and so we sort of agreed to work together to move the field forward. We had lots of joint video lab meetings in those early years. Mm-hmm. We were sort of the only ones who were adopting the methods from human microbiome research to plant microbiome research at that time. Mm-hmm. And I recruited Ed Buckler and Ruth Lay then at Cornell to start a project in corn because Ed had developed such fantastic resources to answer the question, is there a post-genetic control over the microbiome assembly? Mm-hmm. Looks like there's really not much intraspecies host control, and that was established in a couple of really nice papers that Ruth was the lead on. And then Ruth and I wrote a grant with the folks at JGI, and we literally built it from complete and utter naivete. <laughs> I'm not going to say we were illogical. Right. We just we didn't really know what to expect or what we were going to find, and so we just went forward from there. Neat. What are you doing now on microbiome things? Well, we're currently very focused on how the plant immune system sculpts the microbiome and what the different kinds of mechanisms are that microbes avoid recognition. When you talk about the microbiome, are you talking about microbes or are you talking about bacteria or what are you talking about? Well, I try to be quite specific. If I'm talking about the microbiome, it means to us the things we can easily assay, which is fungi or mycetes and mostly bacteria. That's a general term. Mm-hmm. But what we actually work on is almost exclusively bacteria. Okay. Just because it's easier. I was teaching microbiology for the first time. And we started from very early work where people were just trying to classify microbes. And this idea that there are these three domains of life, not just prokaryotes and eukaryotes, but actually archaea. Yeah. So are people not working on archaea? There are not that many archaea associated with the plant microbiome. Okay. At least what we've found now. Having said that, our methods may be missing them a little bit too. Mm-hmm. But I think they're not as much a factor as they are in the human gut, for example. Interesting. I wonder why. Well, roots are notoriously aerobic and the gut is notoriously anaerobic. Right. So that might be part of it. I don't know. Do you have any uh, other things you want to add? I would just say that being in this field is extremely exciting. And it's a field where we should always encourage people to come in from the outside, from different disciplines with new ideas, with orthogonal viewpoints to challenge the dogma that's been established by old guys like me and to push the field forward. It's an extremely vibrant and intellectually demanding discipline to be a part of. The challenge is to the MPMI field to feed a growing population on less land, with less water, with less inputs, in a climate change scenario, these are huge challenges. And we're the community that will fix them. I like your optimism. Gotta be optimistic. Yeah. All right, Rocco. Thank you so much, Jeff. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening to the Microgreens podcast from MPMI. You can find past and future episodes on Stitcher, Spotify, and soon on iTunes. If you have a good idea for an episode or want to chat about plants and microbes, send an email to microgreens at ismpmi.org. For up-to-date news, 
you can follow the MPMI Microgreens Twitter feed. Thanks to Jeff Dangle and Sarah Grant for their time. And to Blue Dot Sessions for music. The Microgreens logo was created by Celeste Gauhan. Special thanks to Gene Harris, Greg Grahek, and Ashley Carlin, without whom this podcast wouldn't have happened. If you're looking for something to read, you might consider a recommendation by Jeff, who, in addition to majoring in biology as an undergrad, also majored in modern literature. He recently read Lincoln and the Bardo by George Saunders and Pachinko by Min Jin Lee, and he thinks that both are excellent. The one book that has changed his worldview is 100 Years of Solitude by Gabriel Garcia Marquez. He's read it three times over 30 years. Might be a good idea to pick it up for the plane rides ahead. Safe travels, and we'll see you next time.